0: Hey babe, I'm Loretta, fashion CEO and entrepreneur, and the host of this podcast. Welcome to Babe in Business, where I share my entrepreneurial experiences and everything I wish I knew before I started my fashion brand. On this episode, we're chatting about standing out in a saturated market. If you've established a business in fashion or in a field alike and you're at a point where you want to dominate market share and have the upper hand with your customers, then this episode is for you. Or if you're yet to start your brand and you want to jump into the gate swinging, become an industry leader, then this episode is also for you. Now, before we get into the mix of this, I'm going to need you to hit that beautiful subscribe button to ensure you don't miss any future episodes of this 100% free resource that can help you build and elevate your business. Okay, so in this day and age, everyone has a fashion business, okay? Um, people's mamas, their aunties, their grandmamas, their uncles, everyone seems to have a fashion business. Now, while it's a trending sort of space to be in at the moment, it's got very low barriers to entry. So everyone can start one, but not everyone can stand out. So in order to be successful and to build a business that is an industry leader in your market or in your niche, you need to take certain steps and implement certain strategies to ensure that you're on top of the game and your target audience looks at you first, always. Okay, so what do these things look like? I, th- I say for one, always ensure that you have the right product for your target market. And I say this in the past, I've spoken about target market and how important it is to identify a target market and to serve your target market. In saying that, you need, also need to make sure that you have the right product to offer them. You need to know your target consumer and in doing so, identify their pain point offer a solution to that pain point point. and if you're smart with it you could tell your customer what their pain point is and in the same breath offer them a solution to that that's a winning market strategy okay so in business naturally if you're serving people you have to learn the people you have to learn your person i mean for one it's like dating someone you learn their likes, their dislikes. You learn their habits. You learn everything about them. And you get to a point where you know them back to front. So that's the same. You need to date, in adverted commerce, like not really, but you need to date your customer. Learn about them. They're constantly evolving. I mean, we're human and you need to be on top of that. You need to evolve with them and stay on top of it. Stay ahead of them even. You need to be able to tell them what they're going to like, next month by the collection you drop you know so that's a huge thing make sure you have the right product for your target consumer and this is something that's not always seamless in the beginning when i started my fashion brand i had a lot of learning to do so with that i ensured that i gathered information on my customers and this is something that happens over time it's not always the case where when you start your business you know your customer you serve them and you get it right every single time there's a lot of research and learning that comes with it. And this is something I had to experience and I had to go through. And I learned my customer. I learned that they like to be trend-setting. They like to be fashion-forward, but still chic and sexy at the same time. So that's something I implemented in my brand, in my product. And I made sure every single product spoke to that person and to that customer. The pain point: There was nothing worse for them than walking into a restaurant or into like a hangout spot and seeing someone else wearing the same outfit as you and that's something that happened a lot a lot a lot before a lot of indie brands came along um because everyone was shopping at the same stores because it was very limited the amount of like really good high fashion not even high fashion but the really good um trendy pieces were very limited it was my then solving that pain point by providing my customer with like unique pieces that are exclusive that you won't find anywhere else and we have limited quantity so it makes it that much more exclusive so find their pain point and always 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 as i said learn your customer as they grow as your business grows you need to stay on top of them and as i said even ahead of them then i believe you have to position your brand with the usp at the forefront so whatever makes your brand unique this is the question what makes you so special you have to lead with that. Answer that question. I know it sounds cheeky. I know it sounds like you're being undermined, but it's the reality of it all. This is a saturated market. You need to identify what makes you so special. That's something that you didn't identify and lead with it. When a customer is looking to buy something in particular, and they're looking at you and all your competitors, they need to see at first glance, at first point of communication with your with your brand they need to see that this is the usp and this is what i'm going to get if i go here and in most cases it would be a signature product in some cases it would be their branding and how they bring forward their brand and differentiate one or a few elements you could have a usp whereby you sell the most comfortable shoes ever we all know heels are not always comfortable a lot of shoes are not comfortable so you could position your brand have a shoe brand but customize it or add an element of cushioning to it that makes it so much more comfortable for your customer we're in a consumer's world right now it's an era where consumer is king okay so if they see your brand and they see i can be comfortable and cute That is a win-win, I'm done, I'm sold, that's where I'm at. If you have a USP, use that at the forefront so it answers the question, what makes you so special? Okay, so another point is you need to provide and communicate value consistently. In this day and age, it's a consumer's world. So brands need to make that effort to go out and communicate how you'll make your consumer's life better and it may be a vanity metric which i mean in fashion a lot of the times it is unless it's like closet staples and stuff people need to like function but other than that you need to justify why your customer needs your product why it will make their lives feel better as well as the luxury or um, the benefits that come with it so for us When I moved Zara's price point a bit higher to more of a premium sitting, I made sure that the communication was consistent throughout the brand. So we upgraded the packaging, we got custom packaging, we made the entire feeling of the unboxing experience and the clothing feel a lot more luxury, so justified why the customer should spend a certain amount on the product. And that's something you always need to consider in a competitive market. Why would someone want to pay this much extra for your product versus going somewhere else but then get it for cheaper or whatever so the value needs to be communicated you need to put that forward and show people okay cool you're getting this product but you're getting a whole lot more it's not just this product Give them a list of every good thing it'll do for them. Instead of selling a product, don't sell your product, sell its benefits. Sell what your customer will gain from using your product or wearing your product or having your product. And I guarantee you, if you communicate the value in a way that resonates with them, in a way that means something to them, in a way that actually speaks to their pain point and how it will better their life they're likely to come to you. And in saying that, don't be afraid to charge your product's worth. A lot of the time, people go into business and they try and price their product competitively, but it's not always beneficial to the brand. A lot of the time, your profit margins are this small, and you barely make it past breaking even. So charge the worth of your product. As long as you can communicate the value and you can back it up, you can create a winning business model. And in saying that, customer experience needs to be at the center of your brand. You need to make sure your customer feels like they are your one and only customer. You need to nurture relationships. And this also brings forward the value. This also shows how they are valued by your business. And there's that interpersonal relationship that is formed. And the customer feels almost, they feel a loyalty to your brand. And they feel like whenever they're looking for something in particular, they know that your brand is the place to go because of that interpersonal relationship. So communicating and building relationships with your customer is very, very important in this day and age. You can't dissociate yourself. You can't distance yourself and be like, I mean, it doesn't have to be you personally, but the brand itself needs to be hands-on and communicative with your customers. This is also a part of the value. In a luxury store, let's say you walk into Louis Vuitton, you don't just browse around and people are mind like their shop assistants are minding their business and doing their own thing. That's that's not the case. When you walk into a Louis Vuitton store, you're given a personal shopper and you're asked how you can be assisted. They take you around the store. You look at whatever you need to look at. They show you whatever they need to show you and they give you a personalized luxury experience. So even if your brand is a luxury, give your customer that feeling of importance, that feeling of I matter and I promise you, it goes a very, very long way in building longevity with your brand and keeping your customers loyal. Then a bonus one I have is build a community and not an audience. This is something I really, this is one, this is one of the biggest things I wish I knew when I was starting my brand Zaraya. And in saying that, I see this because right now what Zaraya has is an audience, not a community. And I'll tell you the difference. An audience must be engaged by you. So you need to seek it out, whereas a community looks to engage with you. They come looking for you. Now, look at that. That saves you time, it saves you money, it saves you so much. They basically become your ambassadors, their spokespeople, and there's nothing more valuable than a genuine supporter going out and speaking about your brand. I promise you now, it'll position your brand and give your brand way more credibility than paid advertising would on any day. So when you're building from your target audience, make sure you're building something that is community-based and not audience-based. So make sure you give your customers a lasting impression that makes them come back to you and it becomes their community. Rather than selling them something, giving it to them, letting them go, and not nurturing that relationship. Because... the long run you're gonna go back and look for them because they're now your audience you're gonna go keep going back and keep looking for them trying to entice them giving them discounts giving them um free products or additional products or things that are always there to try and entice them and they are less likely to seek after you more likely to have you looking for them and just consider the time and effort and the money that goes into that whereas building a community they are here they are your squad they are your crew they are looking for you all the time if there's a new product on the line oh what's happening there's a new product let's go look at it guys let's go find what's popping let's see how we can get it what colors is it coming out in I would like it in this color. And this is also valuable information because if you've built a community, they are more likely to feel free enough to communicate with you and to speak to you and be like, I love this piece. I would love it in this color. And you get feedback, the most invaluable thing ever. When your customers tell you what they want, all you do is then go and make what they want. I say this now when i build another brand my forefront this is the biggest thing that i'm going to emphasize is community 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 and i'm sad that i didn't do it initially and that i only have an audience now but this is what i'm saying i'm here to share with you what i didn't do and what i could have done and what you can now do to make sure your brand is bigger and better than ever so there are many other additional ways to stand out in a saturated market But what I will say is I feel like these are the core elements that are within your business's control. They're outside elements like looking at your competitors and trying to mimic and elevate and improve what they are doing or competitive pricing. But all of these are factors that are out of your control because your competitor can one up on you based on the information you've taken from them. They can take that information back and one up on you or pricing um, your competitor can better their prices as well. So these are things that are out of your control. Whereas within your control, communicating the value, having the right product, ensuring that you push your USP, these are all elements that are going to help you and that are within your business's control internally. So I always say, like many things in life, there is no blueprint to this. In building a business, it is a constant journey of learning implementing analyzing and improving so wherever you're at just keep at it and give yourself the grace starting a business is not easy guys and just taking the necessary steps to begin is worth acknowledging thank you guys for tuning into this episode if this helped you even in the slightest don't forget to subscribe like and comment and share this with someone who you think might benefit from this. until next time we'll chat soon bye